Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode four of the Virtual Vibe podcast, where we discuss HR strategies for a happy, healthy, and connected workforce in a work-from-home world. My name is David Howe. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Bright Breaks and the host of Virtual Vibe. And today, I am excited to chat with Molly Thompson. Molly is the Director, Employee Experience and Culture at Velocity EHS, which is a remote-first company. Molly, thank you so much for joining today. Yeah, happy to be here, David. Awesome. Excited to chat. So would love to kick things off just a little bit, just a quick intro from you on both your role and also what Velocity EHS is. Yeah. So my role is, as you said, Director of Employee Experience and Culture. So I oversee exactly that, the employee experience, trying to optimize what our employee life cycle is, overseeing our community efforts. I'm in charge of our DEI programming and also employee wellness and well-being. And Velocity EHS is an environmental health and safety software company. So what we focus on, we provide a product and services to customers who do a variety of things, but really focus on health and safety in the workplace. So you know, reporting incidents or tracking chemicals on site, things like that, but also ergonomics and environmental emissions. So really the mission is to create safer and more sustainable businesses. So that is a little bit about what we do. Perfect. Thank you. And Velocity EHS is remote first and I believe a global team, right? So how many countries does the team work out of? How many countries? We have presence in North America. So uh, the majority of our employees are in the U.S., but we have a large base in Canada as well. We have folks in Cork, Ireland, and then we have a group in Australia as well and U.K., so five countries total. Okay. And one of the things that the company really owns and that I love, and when when you visit the Velocity HS careers page, this is front and center, and I'm going to read it out, but... It's called Work for All, A New Approach to Remote First. And what that statement says on, again, on the careers page for Velocity HS is your well-being is important to us and we want to enable our employees to structure work around their lives, not the other way around. That's why we have announced Work for All, our remote first work plan that allows you to balance your productivity with reduced stress and work from home with commute-free employment. This program reflects the shift not only in your needs and responsibilities, but also the needs and responsibilities of our growing global community. What could you accomplish if work was designed to fit your life? So I think that's a really interesting and powerful statement. A, it probably helps attract a lot of talent because as we know, remote first is a really popular way for employees to work. But can you share a little more on that? How did that come to be? Was that always the case? Has that kind of transitioned since, you know, COVID and kind of the forced work from home? And how much is that appreciated by your team? Yeah, absolutely. So it it has not always been the case. We were traditional in-office company pre-pandemic and had headquarters in Chicago, but then had employees based out of Ann Arbor, based out of Oakville, Ontario. And then when the pandemic hit, obviously we all started working from home and found that we were just as productive and our employees really appreciated the flexibility that allowed. We've always had a really strong emphasis on work-life balance. Our leaders take that very seriously and try to promote, you know, there's not a culture of 
an expectation of being online all the time and people, we very much encourage people to take PTO. So this was kind of a natural transition when COVID happened. And honestly, our leadership heard the feedback from employees and didn't want to go back. We wanted to continue to embrace a flexible approach. And as the statement says, allow employees to build work around their life and not the other way around. We understand that all of our employees are full people with full lives and a lot of responsibilities. And the flexibility that remote work allows for people to build in different things throughout their day, including wellness, is very important to our employees. And I think it's has created a lot of retention value for us and also has been a it has allowed us to attract a lot of talent who are seeking that kind of flexibility in their work. Yeah, I bet the stat somewhere out there is some small percentage of job ads now are remote first, but the proportion of applicants to those jobs is through the roof, right? So sounds like you're you're seeing that a little bit. And I think you mentioned the leaders part. And I feel like that's so important because what I'm hearing is wellness and a focus on employee well-being, which is, you know, allowing them to, to work from home and be flexible is coming kind of from the very top and supported by the very top, which makes such a difference because it's not just a box that you're checking. It's something that's kind of built into the culture. And I'm sure part of kind of all the discussions happening. Can you touch on that so that you're seeing actually improved retention and more talent attraction, do you think, because of that? that program that you're offering? Yeah, absolutely. We've seen, I think a lot of our employees appreciate the, I I know a lot of our employees appreciate the flexibility and what it allows them to do in terms of remote work. And then in terms of talent, I mean, there's so many people for a variety of reasons need that kind of flexibility. Caregivers. I mean, I'm a mother of two and I had a pandemic baby. Like I gave birth when the shelter, I was in the hospital giving birth when the shelter in place order came out in Illinois, which is where I live. So I had like, it was peak. And I don't, I don't think I'd be able to do my job if I didn't have the flexibility of remote work, being able to throw in a load of laundry in between meetings, having, having that, or, you know, if you have a disability or for a variety of reasons, there's, there's people who need that kind of flexibility. And I have been able personally to build in wellness into my life in a very different way, having a remote job. So it's highly, it's very important. And we know from the numbers that it also attracts a diversity of talent. So we know that college educated women are seeking remote work more. We know that Black Americans are searching for remote opportunities more. And it allows us to reach into talent pools where we might not have an office present. So it's really a win-win for all. Yeah, that's amazing. And I guess to go even like one slightly layer, layer deeper, you touched on a little bit, but what does that look like in practice for the average employee? So you talked about yourself, you know, being able to throw a load of laundry and being able to, you know, do those types of things. What are some other examples of that? Is it is it folks going to like appointments during the day? Is it just maybe working, not maybe working a little later because you start a little later? Is that kind of what it what it looks like for the average employee? Yeah. I mean, it 100% comes down to what their work responsibilities are. Some, you know, a lot of our employees are customer facing. So that means there are certain times when they need to be on or they need to be taking client calls or whatever that is. So certainly we want to meet those expectations and, and it's about getting the work done. It's not about butts and seats at the end of the day. So if you need to go out for an appointment, that's all right. You'll make it up, you know, at a later time. It's really about KPIs for us and not about, okay, so you logged, you know, eight to five today, and then you check that box off. It's about having the flexibility to do what you need 
in your life. And that, that only makes sense. And it, it's just not sustainable from our perspective to expect an employee to be put to the grind all the time, being in an office five days a week. It's not sustainable for a number of reasons, including their physical and mental well-being, but just don't think humans are designed to live that way. So we want to create a model that will allow them the flexibility to build the life they want. Yeah. Awesome. And I feel like I kind of know the answer to this, but why is that important? You're actually tying this philosophy to business metrics. So we're getting better talent, we're retaining employees. Clearly, obviously you care about the health and wellness of your team, but is that kind of in summary why such there is just a strong culture of, of wellness and flexibility at Philosophy HS? For the well-being of our employees? Yeah, like why does that matter at the end of the day, right? Because what I'm hearing from you is, hey, we're actually seeing KPIs that are showing why this is good for business, right? And I think that can be a common misconception is, we just want to do something wellness related, whether it's the work environment, whether it's an initiative, because we kind of want to check that box and it, it looks good. But you're actually saying, no, we're actually that we want to take care of our people, but taking care of our people is actually resulting in better metrics for the business. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. But it is top of mind for our leadership and always has been. We've always been a people first business. Our leadership cares very deeply about the well-being of our employees and the history of our company is we've acquired a lot of companies. And a lot of those companies have been small family-run businesses. So they've had a very familial feel and we've had a culture of caring about each other, being in each other's lives, caring deeply about well-being of our folks. And that has carried through. And that's kind of why I'm in the position I am in. We're a small company to have someone in director of employee experience role, but it's because they care so deeply of making sure that culture of family of support has been carried through. So yeah, we've seen that that has been super important to our leadership and to our employees as well. Yeah. And for reference, the team is over 500 in size now? Yeah, we're about 600 globally. Yeah. Awesome. And is there the option for folks to kind of go on to an onsite location if they if they want to, or is that totally removed now? So we do still have what we call operating centers. So we still have offices. Uh, we had a huge footprint in Chicago, which we actually just finally got out of the lease for. And we are looking at a smaller space. I'm not saying that remote work is 100% the answer. I think everyone knows the value of in-person connection and community. And we want to provide that too. That's kind of the next phase of our work for all plan is figuring out how to integrate that and allow that option. We've been hiring remotely now for three years. So figuring out how to weave that in. We still have large employee bases around those operating centers, but we have a lot of other folks who aren't part of that. So trying to create an equitable experience for all is challenging, but that's a big goal of ours to create more opportunities for in-person connection and making sure those we get the most out of those as possible. We had a great on-site this summer where about 300 people came in. We had our executive meetings and we had we have a executive mentor program now so those people came in and got to meet their mentees and then we had a big summer party for folks so and that was invaluable so we understand that that's important too but just the day-to-day and there's not going to be for you know if you're in topeka kansas we don't have an office there but we're trying to figure out how to integrate both yeah okay so underlying that philosophy of remote first and, and work for all and kind of coming into the wellness side, obviously that's a big piece of wellness, but what are some of the other initiatives on the wellness front that the company is offering to the, the team today? Yeah, so obviously Bright Breaks has been great. That's been a great tool for us to roll out and it's 
very accessible for employees who are remote and people can integrate it into their day, which is really our philosophy of like building your own schedule, trying to weave that in where you can. Other things we've done is early days when I was, I've been with the company for about five years. Um, In my first year, I started a program called the Jan Plan, which is in January, we do a month long focus on mental, physical, and financial health. And that programming started small, you know, it started with like two speakers and like a wellness bingo card. And it's grown from there. Like the interest is there. People were attending, people were participating. So we knew people were interested in it. And it's something that can connect people anywhere. We have such a strong interest in wellness and fitness and our Cork Ireland group. And that connects them if they join, we do bi-monthly fitness challenges as well. That connects them with our folks in Chicago. It's a great universal interest and hobby for people to connect on. And so we do the jam plan in January and that's only grown in size. We do these bi-monthly fitness challenges. We offer bright breaks. And then we also a couple of years ago rolled out a mental health platform called Modern Health, which offers a variety of modalities of care. There's online modules people can do. You can attend discussion groups. And then also through that, we offer counseling and coaching to our employees. Yeah. You know, it's a really good point. The connection piece, we at Bright Breaks view that as a core piece of wellness. And for a lot of remote companies, right, connecting, you know, folks in Ireland to folks in Chicago, wellness initiatives are a great way to, to actually support the connection aspect and obviously something that you're you're thinking about. Is there any difference? So for maybe team members that are actually going on site, is there any difference between how you might offer initiatives for on-site versus remote? Or is it more, you know, as you mentioned earlier, working towards having those hubs that people can go and connect in person, just giving the optionality, but keeping the underlying like remote first philosophy there and delivering programs that kind of support that? Yeah, for us, the on-site or in-person events are fewer in between. So those aren't going to be when we, it's like a couple days out of the year usually. So we're not going to be focusing on like wellness initiatives are on-site as much. We're really trying to push these remote opportunities and more benefits and perks that people can take advantage of anywhere. And we're really mindful of that when selecting vendors as well. Like we're not going to partner with a group that only has a presence in the U.S., or capabilities to roll out to employees only in Canada because we want it to be equitable for all. Yeah. And is there any ways that you measure what's working and what's not? So you you kind of, you know, earlier on mentioned you have some KPIs around retention and, and hiring that these things are clearly showing are beneficial. But in terms of the specific initiatives that you use, like a Modern Health or like a Bright Breaks or like others, how are you saying this is working or this is not working for our team? Yeah, great question. I think... Just attendance um, and participation is probably our number one metric, figuring out what people are interested. We always survey folks after the jam plan for what they liked, what they didn't like, what they'd like to learn more about in the future, and collecting feedback. We have a very strong culture of collecting feedback at the company. We send out at least biannual employee engagement surveys where we collect a variety of things, including how they feel about company culture, company support, wellness, all of that. And so we integrate all of that into our planning. Yeah. And would those be anonymous or would actually that? Yeah, they are. So we send out multiple surveys. So we send out this employee engagement survey, which is company-wide. Those are anonymized and that's a very secure system. We also send out ad hoc surveys after jam plan programming or after 
you know, after specific fitness challenges we have to collect feedback and those are not anonymous. Got it. Okay. It sounds like a lot of this is, you know, you're leading a lot of these charges. Is it a group effort or are you kind of heading a lot of this stuff? Do you have any sort of support on, on whether on the HR side or a wellness committee or anything of that nature that helps support the wellness culture? Yeah. So I would say I have one person who works under me and she's amazing. She is an incredible event planner and vibe creator. And she is my right hand. We are very great partners, but this really would not be possible without a strong volunteer force that we have a ton of very passionate employees who get involved, like speak up, attend, encourage their teammates to do the same thing. Like we just had a September fitness challenge that we themed September Slam, which was WWE themed. It was a team challenge and we had five different teams. There was Team Hulk Hogan, Team Ultimate Warrior, Team Macho Man Randy Savage, and two others. And I had team captains for each one of them. And I didn't even have to ask these folks. I knew they were going to be willing to do it. They were encouraging their folks to get out every day. They were like talking trash in the feed. We just have a lot of employees who are super supportive of the culture and it it makes my job easy. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing because I'm sure for some companies, it's maybe harder to find people just volunteering, but where from, again, going back to the first thing we talked about, the first thing, if you go to the Velocity HS careers page is that you know, work well or program that you're offering work for all. And that's going to attract people that naturally have in their DNA or in their values, a wellness value. And so it's cool to see that people are just volunteering. In terms of, I guess, values, is there any values outside of that work environment side that you think contribute to the culture of wellness you're creating? So for us at Bright Breaks, we talk a lot about trust and how important that is to creating a culture of wellness. Is there any other values that come to mind that you think are valuable to your team? Yeah. That's a great question. So we have five values that we weave throughout the employee life cycle, and those are very important and we call those out. I think that what comes to mind for those is what is build open and honest relationships. And the wellness initiatives, you know, of course it's it's a personal journey and we want to meet employees where they are, but it's such a community of velocity. People are so involved. And that's how they meet a lot of folks because they haven't met them in person. So it's a lot of connection and crossing location, department, product lines, whatever. That's where they meet is in the FitFam, which is what we call our wellness community. So I think that really contributes to calling out and encouraging folks to speak up and proactively be a part of it because and build that community because it's weird being remote first and you're virtual. Like you have to call that out and proactively build those relationships and keep that up. And then, yeah, I think also make a difference. It's very tied to our mission to help employ. Our goal as a company is to help other companies be more sustainable and focus on health and wellness of their own employees. So we want to make a difference in people's lives. And we want to call that out as something that's important within our own culture making a difference and being able to have show innovation and create the type of community we want. Yeah. I think one of the biggest takeaways that would be valuable to, to folks listening is this is a community effort and the more kind of champions, the more evangelists you can have within the company, the more successful these things are going to be. In summary, two questions. One, which team won the September Fit Challenge? <laughs> and then second, what advice or recommendations would you have to other HR leaders who are listening today who maybe are getting started or want to improve their culture of wellness, 
specifically for the remote workforce, how, what advice would you give to them to kind of get things started and get things improved? Yeah, absolutely. Great questions. Very important to start. Hulkamania is uh, reigning supreme. They were ahead of it in the gate and we could, they could not be caught. It was a very tight race between Jake the Snake and Ultimate Warrior for that number two spot, but Hulk could not be caught. And that team will win a one day of extra PTO each and a wellness gift if they're choosing from Snappy. And also the team captain will get a championship belt uh, made for her to, uh, which I'm expecting her to rock at any future in-person events. In terms of getting started, I speak with other leaders at companies, not about our wellness programming as much, but about our DEI programming and how to get started. And it, seems, it can be very intimidating, but it's the same advice. Start small, start doing something, start with a speaker, start with you know, we started with the Jan plan and that was just a small initiative. And we saw how interested folks were and saw the attendance and participation. And that really grew into us doing these monthly, these bi-monthly challenges, rolling out bright breaks, rolling out modern health, putting more tools in place to support employees and where their interest lies. So just start small and be open to feedback. It's really critical in HR is if you're an HR leader, you know this, that you have to be open to feedback and uh, there's no bad ideas or bad suggestions. You're kind of the company's suggestion box. So being open to that and rolling with it, whatever that feedback is and leaning into giving employees what they need and want, because the more it can start small, but you can just grow from there. Amazing. Awesome. Molly, if, if anyone wanted to kind of find you online, what might be the best spot that they could reach you? Yeah, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn, Molly Thompson through Velocity EHS. I'm uh, pretty active on there. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out and I'd be happy to connect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing this interview. I really appreciate it. It was really fun. I think this is a really helpful episode for folks to listen to that want to think about, you know, improving their culture of wellness. So thank you, Molly. This was awesome. And looking forward to the next episode next week. And for those that listen, thank you. And we'll see you again soon. Take care. Thanks, David.